Augmented reality is the stuff of sci-fi. Slip on glasses and you'll get a heads-up display showing you digital information on top of the real world. But what if you cram this all into a contact lens? And no, this isn't science fiction. I'm Roger Chang and this is your Daily Charge. With me, Scott Stein, amateur magician and CNET's guru of future tech. Thanks for joining me, Scott. Of course. Yeah, good to be on. Uh, so, Scott, tell me about Mojo Vision. Sure. Well, a long time ago, meaning January, which feels like 4,000 years ago. That, um, that's, I got, another, that's another time, another world, another it, era. It is. It, the before in, times. At an actual public event um, at CES, um, I got to look at a, a company uh, behind closed doors that was working on something that sounded fascinating, a contact lens that promised to offer a heads-up display in a tiny, tiny little screen, mi- almost microscopic. Um, the company's Mojo Vision, and what I got to look at was this uh, lens called a Mojo Lens. They had been working for, for a while on trying to shrink down a, a tiny display and have it visible in your eye. I didn't put it in my eye, but I held it up very close to get a sense of, of, of almost like a, like, a, like a mini Google Glass um, that you could peek at the world around you. Yeah, that's fascinating. And now they've, they've got some news today, right? They've got some funding news? Yeah, so they've they've procured uh, was it fifty one million in uh, in funding, which um, is interesting because a uh, we're in a terrible financial situation, and b magically just announced uh, you know what was it a thousand people being laid off and and a lot of cutbacks um, as they reorient. So you know the question of you know oh that that sounds interesting uh, AR startup that's succeeding where others failing. Um, but I think it's also more than that. Yeah, and look, there's a, there's a lot of promise. I think the idea of you know contact lenses that have little display. I mean, I, it kind of brings me to I, I keep thinking about the, like the final episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation when Joy LaForge had these contacts that you know that that replaced his visor, um, and it's kind of like that. Um, tell me a little bit more about what's like. You got a chance to try it. You didn't actually put it on your eye, but like you saw through it, like. Did it, did it actually work well or like what did it look like? Yeah, well, the experience in the demo worked well enough that I was uh, my jaw dropped, you know, and, and that doesn't happen, you know, that much. Not my literal jaw dropping, you know, but I was astounded by what I saw and what I was thinking about. Uh, first of all, how, how incredibly tiny the display is, which is basically like a like a the head of a pin. And to be clear, these are like green and black micro LED dots. So it almost looks like a not a Game Boy display, but, you know, something not like a, a full, you know, AR, you know, vivid, hyper real image, but like a smartwatch, what you get is you'd um, look through that and they just sort of showed a few sample heads up informational things, you know, let's say a sports score or the weather or whatever else. And when I held it up to my eye, you know, like, like a fraction of an inch uh, or less, just as close as I could get without putting it in on this little bracket, uh, I, could, I could see the display. Now, why would that matter? Um, the company is first trying to conquer the display tech, but then they're, they're claiming that they're going to start putting circuitry on these contact lenses. And not just to show you some sort of a, a, a world around you, but to assist people who have vision impairment. So the second demo I saw was um, in a room where a, a prototype version of that lens was on a, a, you know, glued onto a, a processor. So it wasn't a standalone thing. And they were showing the idea of having it uh, detect vision in the dark. So it was using kind of a night vision tech 
And as people walked uh, in the room and I looked at street signs uh, in the dark, it had edge detection so I could see outlines of the letters and see people drawn in outlines, um, which is pretty wild. Now, putting that onto a tiny lens is going to be a totally other step, but they are already working with vision impairment uh, research centers and have, have clearance to pursue this as a vision impairment device. So they want to look at things like macular degeneration and, and, and other conditions to see if this could be a vision aid. That's where I think a lot of people are really intrigued by this. That is amazing. That really is the Jordi LaForge contact lens example. That's yeah. amazing. I, I, my father suffers from macular degeneration. So this is a topic of intense interest for me as well. So I, I'm curious though, the, you know, you, you actually got to see it kind of work. Like how does it, how is it powered? Like how does it, I mean, it's a contact lens. It's not like you could shove a battery into it. So how does it actually work? Right. So, oh, by the way, my, my grandfather had macular too, which is what I was going to say, which is why it had an emotional impact for me. Mm. He, he, you know, he he's passed away now, but that, I I thought about him a lot. It, so the it doesn't have an onboard battery now. What they did for the two demos, the second demo uh, was powered by the thing it was attached to. The first one was transmitting power wirelessly. So I was standing near this kind of uh, frame, mm -hmm. and as I looked through the giant frame, and I was holding up the bracket. I think it was transmitting the power into it. So it was like a transparent little, um, a little uh, holder, and that's how it would power. So that's for now. It could still do that in the future, I think, with like a phone or some other thing to wirelessly transmit. But they want to have a battery and a processor on this thing, which that's a lot of stuff. And, you know, to get that to work, which they said, um, you know, will still take years, but they're working towards a wearable prototype where they were working towards a wearable prototype by the end of this year. I'm sure plans on that might have changed. But, um, you know, to try to eventually get to something that can have image detection and other things and be self-powered. But that's a that's a that's a down the road thing. That's not a current thing that I saw. Gotcha. So that's this definitely is still there's a bit of future tech here. This isn't just stuff we're going to see, you know, in stores tomorrow next week next year right not at all and even before coronavirus you weren't going to see that right. so this is now uh you know this is years away and so i think these are you know again it, the problem with promises on future tech is you know again look at a magic leap sometimes these things uh, often these things don't arrive as, as promised but uh many of them do so um you know this this type of tech is interesting because it could help people out and is something that could could change your vision uh, and a lot of people working with the company have interesting backgrounds at Motorola Mobility and Apple. So I feel like there's also that intrigue, too. Um, uh, the company really seems to be looking at the display tech. And I think that that is the, the key part of where they're starting from. Uh, and, and what blew me away was how small that display was. And the idea of stuff I'd seen years ago in larger, uh, again, Google Glass, like larger display technologies, to see that shrunken down to something this small and show, and work in some capacity was something I'd never seen. Uh, this the one more demo they showed me was how you could eventually move your eye around and control parts of the display to kind of bring up, you know, look up and bring up weather or look down and bring up messages. Uh, they did that with an eye tracking VR headset, the the Vibe Pro Eye, um, because it, it's a simulation. They don't have that sensing tech yet, but they said they will. So. You know that's a that's a concept, but that's an interesting idea of the interface. Um, 
So I was fascinated by the wide reaching possibilities, but I think there's two things. There's, it's not AR in the sense of a floating thing in your world. It's more of a heads up display uh, AR, but also the health tech part of it. Right now it's vision impairment, but would they start using other sensors and those contact lenses? Uh, other companies are beginning to explore those types of thoughts too. Yeah, and that's that's an interesting aspect to me. We talked a little bit about it uh, as as looking at it from a, from a wearable perspective. Like, if you talk a little bit about that and and what other potential health benefits might bring from or might stem from this kind of technology. Yeah, I think we're we're just getting to the point now where, especially with with COVID nineteen, uh, now people are looking at a lot of studies to see where wearables uh, could start uh, possibly helping with early detection. I think uh, a, a lot of the wearable companies are, are doing that now. Um, one one smart ring company, um, Ura, um, has a study, and I've been testing out one of their their Ura ring right now. I hadn't ever worn it before. Um, I know Garmin's looking at that. I think Fitbit is. Um, and I think that you know the question is, could you eventually have something that's uh, uh, you know closer to you, worn maybe on your eye or uh, implantable? Uh, one company I spoke with called Inwith. Um, it says that they're working on uh, they're working with Bausch and Lomb on a smart contact lens that's more about putting the circuitry uh, for 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 health sensing on a lens. Not so much the display part yet, but developing something uh, flexible and maybe even implantable. Um, it, you know, and that tech is so early right now; it's it's very hard to vet out. But you know, I think it's interesting because you know, do do you have down the road other sensor tech that could be very close to you? I think right now the watch and watches and rings seem like the easiest thing, but as you start getting the smart contact lenses, a lot of those questions do pop up. I, I will say though, I get a bit of the heebie-jeebies thinking about circuitry and power coursing through something that's that rests on my eyeball. That's it's a little it's a little tough to get my mind wrapped around. It's very cool to think about, but like when push comes to shove, I don't know if I want circuitry that close to my people it totally freaks me out and uh i'm, I'm kind of glad i didn't end up having to wear it or being offered the opportunity to wear it because uh you know it's it yeah it's it makes me nervous it i feel it crosses over to feeling like an implant uh you know wearing it on your eye is a different um is a different level of trust and it it'll probably take a while so uh, I don't know. I, I really, yeah, it would make me very nervous. I would have to be really convinced that there was some immediate necessary benefit. Maybe it's, again, vision impairment. But then there's the question of why not just wear glasses to do that? You know, I think you could have glasses that could offer these features. So I think the tech is is fascinating. Um, you know, proving that the tech is necessary um, is a totally a different thing. And that also extends to anyone looking at any sort of um you know, the, the closer you put the tech to you, or even potentially implant, I would much rather wear it next to me um, than than deep within me for for those obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, well, that wraps things up. You can check out Scott's hands-on impressions as well as our funding story from our colleague Ian Schur on CNET.com. If you have any questions, leave us a voicemail at eight six two two five zero five seven one three. For the daily charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. 